0: Guys, what's up? It's Nate, and uh, I'm doing a live, bite-sized. Well, I'm live recording a bite-sized segment mm-hmm. for the breakdown. Yeah, and uh, this is kind of like a shadow drop sort of thing. So this the the latest episode of the the breakdown. Uh, Josh and Wes, mm-hmm. uh, I took I took the night off because it'd been a really rough day. Uh, but Josh and Wes, you know, well, they did a bang up job and they hooked it up and, uh, they took care of that. And, uh, they talked about some of their favorite boss battles, you know, over their video game history. And I thought I, I wanted to respond to that, but I thought it might be interesting to do this live, uh, or on a Facebook live video. So if not, sorry, nothing, nothing venture, nothing gained. So let's just get this sort of out of the way uh one uh there was some stuff that they said in that video that i wholeheartedly sort of like well i just really want to throw my weight behind and just say yes uh kefka is one of the best uh final fantasy villains of all time um mostly because he's not sephiroth because sephiroth is trash that I, i don't need to say any more than that uh I would also sort of, you know, Josh and Wes talked a little bit about Lavos from Chrono Trigger as far as being like a really excellent boss battle, even though it is sort of more on the simple side of things, but they're not wrong. That boss battle is, uh, the bomb.com. You know, it's, it's pretty rad and it's just, it, it just vibes with the whole game. And, uh, that's a, that's a personal favorite of mine, but, you know there was something there were a few comments made uh mostly i'm gonna sort of like dog wes out here uh dude uh yeah the last colossus and shadow of the colossus is hard but uh get good scrub like get good um <laughs> you know but i uh, what i would say is that wes isn't entirely wrong in sort of a criticism of the final uh colossus in sotc uh that particular Colossus is is pretty jarring, I think, uh, even for a fairly seasoned uh Shadow of the Colossus player as myself. And uh <laughs> you're right. It was coming, Wes. It was coming. But you're not entirely wrong in that, In that there is some criticism that should be leveled at that. Uh it is it is a problematic sort of colossus in the sense that I think. Well, it's just, it's a little too much. It's a little sort of almost, uh, I think the way, sometimes the kids say like extra, it's a little extra. So yeah, there's that. Uh, Josh mentioned that, uh, he mentioned Galdera from Octopath Traveler and I probably have like much stronger feelings about that, that boss fight than he does in the sense that I I have made several attempts that I still have yet to beat it, which is, uh, you know, so maybe this is just some sour grapes, but I think the problem and the reason Galdera doesn't make it sort of onto this list for me is that Galdera really breaks with the formula of Octopath in the sense that there are things that that boss does that show up nowhere else in the entire game and for a game that's really built on sort of i don't know communicating so much through so many things it's it's just like the, the the game really octopath wants you to take advantage of the break system it wants you to to do that stuff and galdera sort of just he breaks with the breaking i don't know in particular there's there's a particular sequence that's i'm being awful repetitive so there you go but there's a particular sequence where he uses a technique that shows up in one other boss fight but he uses it in a way that uh you just it happens once in the game and it's just weird that they, it's i just don't like that fight so but that's that's enough um let me Oh Wes, I did want to give you props for mentioning uh, The World Ends With You. It did not make my list as far as any boss fights, but that's because I really couldn't remember any of them. And it's not saying that they weren't memorable, but I'm just saying I didn't particularly remember any of them. Uh, So I have about 10-ish games, but we all know that uh, Josh and I are really good at being bad at brevity, and apparently I'm really good at being bad at numbering things accurately. So I have some like double up and triple ups and uh, there is some stuff where, you know, I, I did sort of like give a hail and hearty yes. And uh, approval to certain uh, bosses that Wes and Josh brought up, but, and I I'll, and I'll, And again, you know, if I haven't already sort of like skimmed over those, I'll, I'll just touch on them briefly, but I'm just going to get started here. and. I have it written down in front of me cause I'm kind of like an old school fart and there's nothing in order here. So I apologize, but one of the, the boss fights that I, I thought, and this is kind of going to, this, this might blow up in my face, but I have talked about how much I really don't like the 64 PlayStation one era polygonal graphics, three d graphics stuff. Um, that I just feel like it hasn't aged well and that uh, aesthetically it's just kind of unpleasant. But what I will say is I think one of the most memorable boss fights, well two, because there's another one that I can think of is uh, we'll make this list as well. But the first one that I thought about, and it's probably one of the most memorable boss fights I've had. I've, I've ever experienced was Ganon slash Ganondorf from The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. It is not my favorite depiction of Ganon slash Ganondorf, uh, but it is a freaking rad fight. Uh, It's just a super intense boss battle, um, and just after after you beat Ganondorf, he then sort of utilizes the power of the Triforce of Power and becomes the beast Ganon, and it's just it's stinking epic and it's almost a reason to play that game over again almost but not not that much it's but it's you know i think as much as i sort of like kind of poo-poo that game it does have i think arguably one of the best uh representations of the ganon boss fight in the the franchise um i mentioned Kefka. You know, and and, uh, for anybody who's been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, uh, Sephiroth is not even close to my favorite Final Fantasy VII villain or boss. Uh, I just, just as far as, there's so many things that I, I just don't like about Sephiroth. And I, some of it is just that like Final Fantasy VII is pretty much a distillation of everything 90s and while there were, were some great things about the 90s uh, just not a ton well there's just not that's not one of them in my opinion but Kefka on the other hand the 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 villain/antagonist from uh, Final Fantasy 6 needs to be mentioned on this list uh one for being like one of the best Final Fantasy villains of all time but also for probably being just one of the 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 craziest villains ever and And Josh, you know, just to sort of recap and and sort of a, agree with what Josh said, like I think the fact that what makes him so devastating is that when you first meet Kefka, he's a joke he's he's yes, I don't like long hair pretty pretty boys um or girly men, uh lady men, yeah uh, geez. is that problematic should I should not say things like that um but But going back to Kefka, Kefka, he starts out as a joke and then he turns into this just absolutely massive threat. And and so much that he actually destroys the world. Uh, He actually kills off a significant chunk of the population. He is an evil, evil uh, character and he's completely unhinged. He's like the Joker with cosmic power. And uh that's that's a really rad character arc and character transformation. So uh this list just would not and again Josh already sort of talked about that. Uh but yeah. So Lavos, Josh and Wes, you guys both, I mean, and I sort of touched on that earlier. It's it's a classic fight. It's not hardest, the hardest or even like one of the the technically best boss battles of all time but it is i think it it just it just fits the vibe of that game so well and and i love chrono trigger so uh here's here's one that i don't know i i feel kind of weird about throwing this one in here but diablo from uh the diablo the the diablo games in particular but uh i would say that the current iteration of diablo 3 uh, that version of Diablo, and now you can fight. There's an extra boss with the, the add-on, the DLC, and everything. But the actual Diablo fight in Diablo Three is pretty, pretty stinking rad. Uh, the thing about I'm I'm kind of I was kind of hesitant to put it on this list because it is not the same sort of epic as like Kefka or Ganon or even some of the other bosses that sort of make my list, but it is a very cool fight. Um, the The problem with that in particular is that Diablo is a game all about the power ramp. And so at there is a point, even when you sort of crank the difficulty all the way up that Diablo is just, he's just another chump that doesn't take too long. But when you play through the initial story and with all of the story reveals and everything else that happened in Diablo three, I would say that it's arguably just one of like my favorite sort of like boss moments uh, in recent history. So I, I, like I said, I would be remiss. I was kind of hesitant to put this on here, but I think at the same time, you know, it's definitely, these are some of my favorite boss battles. Um, So next up it's, this is a bit of a classic and I'm, And again, this sort of falls very much in the Lavos territory where this is not a terribly technical fight, but I, I just have so many really good memories of this game. And I I think it's, it's just, it's one of the, the first games that I really remember beating and that sort of left, like, you know, it's up there with, like when I beat the original Legend of Zelda and the original uh, Dragon Warrior and stuff like that. But Super Mario Brothers 3, the, the final fight with Bowser, and it's not you can beat Bowser with a fireball. You can, there's all sorts of ways to, to beat him. Um, but ultimately, I just that, that final stage is just, you know, he basically jumps over a pit of bricks, and every time he jumps, he sort of breaks some bricks, and eventually he'll just fall through the bottom. And there's something about that, that that particular fight that just really sort of, I don't know, seizes and encapsulates my childhood. And just like that was such a huge moment for me as a kid, you know, the first time I beat Super Mario Brothers 3. And I'll always remember that fight. And it's just, I think prior to that point, and, and maybe I think the argument could be made that it's just pretty much a, an evolution of the fight with the bowser in the original super mario brothers but i still uh, super mario brothers 3 bowser fight it's there's something about it that just it's one of my favorite fights and i could do it a bajillion times and it's not super technical it's not even really all that hard or anything um but it's you know it, it means a lot to me uh or just it sort of has its place with me um So you guys did bring up Shadow of the Colossus and uh, I definitely have to sort of second uh, the Avion and Hydrus fights. I'm checking my notes here. Yes, Avion and Hydrus. So the eel and and the bird. Those fights are probably the two best fights in that game. Uh, Two best, arguably two of the best moments in that game. But there was one there's another boss fight in there that i think is is has to be mentioned and it's it's just i don't know in in so many ways gaius the, or sometimes referred to as the knight which is uh it's actually the colossus that shows up on most of the the game art and stuff uh but he's got this like just super tall um colossus smashes his sword down and eventually you sort of like you know Crawl up him and, you know, stab his magic glowy spots and he dies. But that fight, I think for me, because I can't remember if that's before or after, it's been a while since I played it, but if it's before or after the eel, but that is arguably, I think like, you know, Hydras and Avion are awesome and they are peak Shadow of the Colossus, in my opinion. But Gaius is a tremendous boss fight. uh, And it's sort of, you know, is, is actually sort like I said, like Gaius is in a lot of ways, the face of the series, as far as the Colossi go. So I think we would be remiss if, you know, he somehow didn't make it onto this list, especially, you know, I have to talk about my beloved shadow at some point. Um, Got another one on here. So this one's a little more current than this is probably I'm looking here. Yeah. This might be the most current. No, there's one other uh this might be the most current Jeez, oh, i just said there's one other uh this is one of the most current bosses on this list but i'm gonna mention uh and i've talked about before how much i, I do like uh, god of war 2018 and i'm going to try to make this as spoiler free or light as possible but you do end up fighting uh balder and one i think god of war's portrayal of balder balder is really interesting um it's a really kind of uh different take than a lot of how i think even the mythologies pre- present um, that particular deity but then the actual fight mechanics are well they're just it's really great you, you end up fighting Baldur several times and uh it's just I don't know that I would even say that it's, again, I don't know that the these fights, the fights with Balder are technically the most difficult thing, but just as far as like the game and the game narrative and, and all of that stuff goes, the, the fights with Balder are honestly just super compelling, uh, narratively. They're just, they're picture perfect. Like, they're just like spot on. Uh there is and just as a bit of a side note here there are uh there is a secret some secret boss fights the Valky- valkyries fights and the queen of the valkyries is i did beat her and she is the hardest boss in the game i think um worth taking a crack at uh if you you really want more of a challenge, I think I actually ended up having to turn down the difficulty. I think I was playing on hard. I think I had to turn it down to normal or maybe even easy to be uh, the the queen of the Valkyries. But the Balder fight is phenomenal. The way that it weaves into the storyline, I think you know so much of that game. Really, the strength is in the narrative surrounding Kratos and Atreus and the the father son dynamic and the sort of the redemption story and and all sort all that stuff that's sort of like you know coming up through there whereas I think sometimes boss battles can just sort of get tacked on uh, the Balder fights actually were a, 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 a native part of the game they weren't tacked on they weren't forced in and they felt really good uh, I just think they're they're top notch so uh next i'm gonna talk about dead space for a minute and this is another one of my favorite games uh now there's some really cool sort of boss fight moments in dead space like there's shooting down the asteroids and there's you there's some really cool stuff where you like walk into you fight these giant growths and there's all sorts of neat stuff but there's one particular it's not it's it's a boss i guess but it it's called the hunter and it's a regenerator type. And, you know, I had to look this up on Wikipedia earlier, just to sort of, you know, full disclosure. But the, rege- the hunter is just basically, you know, in Dead Space, the, the whole thing is like they're space zombies. And instead of shooting them in the head, you shoot off their limbs. Well, the regenerator, you can shoot off his limbs and then he just grows them back. And there are a couple different options. And he sort of acts as almost like a bit of a Mr. X or a tyrant. A sort just chases you around the ship at at different points and uh, you actually have to deal with him several times and at one point in time you freeze him and then you end up actually basically incinerating him with a jet engine or a shuttle engine uh but it's i would just say that's the initial sort of onslaught is, is pretty terrifying. And it's just sort of, like I said, it's one of those things where it is more of like a Mr. X slash tyrant kind of experience. But I remember that was the, that was really the first time I had ever experienced that in a game. And I love Dead Space. So it just, you know, makes sense. It's going to show up on my list. Next one. Okay. So this is a game that I can't really recommend. And I, I kind of would say like, don't actually play this but the boss battle is one of it's one of those things that when I was thinking about like interesting boss battles, um, and again, this this is not a super technical fight, but the final boss from Conquer's Bad Fur Day and uh and just that final sequence is honestly like the most ridiculous thing. If you've ever played that game, it's full of like potty humor and it's just like at one point in time you fight a giant pile of poo, um, a giant singing mountain of poo, basically. And uh, so there's that. Um, but then the final fight is just sort of quirky. It's very fourth wall breaking. And it's just uh in in a way, I mean it's it's crass and it's it's crude, but it's also really charming and clever, uh, that the final fight. And it's uh Congress Bad for a Day is not again. It's not a game that I would really recommend, but I think for people who have played it, um, they'll they'll they should appreciate that 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 nod there. Um, I'm gonna just talk, bring up real quick Undertale. So I'm kind of cheating here, but I think, and the final boss in that game is like the final final boss. Is arguably the most annoying thing I have ever played, and then it turns out to be kind of surprisingly easy, ish. Um, but Undertale's and just unique approach to combat in general, and then the boss fights, has to just sort of, you know, be mentioned at the very least. I don't know. It's kind of one of those things where a lot of ways Undertale reminds me of Earthbound with some of the the quirkiness and the weirdness and the just the bizarre sort of set pieces and I don't know. There's, there's some stuff about Undertale that I think is a little problematic and not great but those boss fights which are basically sort of like uh, I don't know uh, they just almost like shmup kind of sequences it's just a weird game and the boss battles are really cool and so i i didn't really want to mention like one in particular but i think they're neat and it's it's a very interesting take on bosses and actually the those boss fights might be some of the most memorable parts of that game in my opinion um you know there's i've got two more here uh you know and i know this is probably not 10 uh i stopped counting but i did want to talk about mr x now i know i referenced the hunter from dead space but mr x and the resident evil 2 remake or mr x did i say mr x sometimes bleh. yeah i got the, i got the mush mouth ma uh but mr x from the resident evil 2 remake is i think in a lot of ways he's kind of like meh after a while but it is also one of like the coolest implementations that like Mr. X actually exists in real space within the game engine and the game world. And that you know, he sort of is constant. He's not just sort of like teleporting around the map or whatever. Uh, and then just the, the different sort of scripted sequences you have with them from the, like basically ripping off a chunk of a uh, helicopter uh, to just like the, all the different ways that he chases you down, and then in the 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 end when you have to deal with him, it's uh he's 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 up there. He's a, it's not it's not like the best boss fight in the world, but it's it's entertaining and it's interesting. Um, and I think he's he's one of just the more iconic bosses uh, on my list. Uh, the last one and. In in some ways, this might be the very first boss I ever beat on a Nintendo game, uh, and I'm not talking about OG Ganon from Legend of Zelda. I'm talking about the Dragon Lord from the original Dragon Warrior, and again, not the most technical fight I've ever fought, but one of the most memorable. And uh, like I said, I think it might actually be the first boss fight I ever, ever engaged. And what I, I think what sticks out to this fight, what sticks out about this fight to me is that before you actually fight the boss, there's a little bit of a conversation and the Dragon Lord asks you, the player, a question. And they say, basically, he, he offers you the opportunity to rule the world alongside him. And if you say yes, um, and you sort of double down on the yes, uh, it actually leads to a game over screen. And um, you know, the game implies that he kills you. And then if you say no, you go on to fight him. And it's, you know, the, the, it's Dragon Warrior is like the original JRPG. And so there's a a lot of the the tropes were sort of based in that game, but I think what kind of sticks out to me is the fact that there is this opportunity to to dialogue with your enemy, and that he offers you this this choice, and that there is a you know in a lot of ways a viable endgame state uh, for that. And so there's a part of me that just like and like I said, it just sticks out to me. I just you know it's. It's there, and uh, I really liked it. And it's just, it's one of, like I said, it's probably one of, it might be my earliest boss battle memory. And so I just felt like it needed to sort of make the cut. And then there's lots of stuff that like, you know, the guys talked about Psychomantis, and Josh talked about some of the uh, Papa G and from Bloodborne. And there's lots of stuff where there are technically better boss battles in a lot of the games I've played. But these are some of the ones that stick out to me the most. And uh, so I just wanted to take a couple minutes and, and share that with you guys. And uh, hopefully, you know, you've, you've enjoyed this sort of live secret boss bite-sized shadow drop thing. Uh, in closing, I did want to say, Wes, uh, you are absolutely not wrong about the Mega Man boss structure that whole game mega man 2 is it's awesome and yeah the the dragon the dragon robot is crazy on a just a technological level and how they they did that but also just like that fight oh man so good and i have no idea how i beat it as a kid uh absolutely no idea but apparently i did uh (laughs) you know like i I, you know but i remember that being very very difficult uh and uh yeah also um you know and i already mentioned this before but uh goldera from octopath can suck it and so can sephiroth so until next time guys i'm nate this has been a bite-sized and you know what to do i'll catch you later guys